How much how much note taking did you do? Absolutely none. I wrote two whole pages of notes. Okay. So we are opposites. Yes, because I love Godzilla movies. Um this is the only Godzilla movie I've ever seen. That's fascinating. <laughs> so you have no idea who these weird monsters are, do you? Like, other than Godzilla, because that's, like, just cultural osmosis, right? Yeah, like, none whatsoever. I think you could probably probably paste together which one's Mecha Godzilla from yeah. the fact that it's the only robot. I figured that one out, yeah. But you have no idea who Anchorus or King Caesar are. Correct. Okay, uh... Let's start the episode, and then I'll have you guess which one's which. Okay. <clears throat> Hello, and welcome to Unsound Theories. I'm Kat. I'm Kira. And we watch movies with no sound and no subtitles, and try to figure out what the hell is going on. Spoiler, we've got a special guest today. <gasps> I can't wait to have the special guest come out and interview them. Yeah, I think yeah. that's what the plan was. Yeah, she's here in the studio with me. Uh, we'll, we'll bring her on on air later. Excellent. As you can tell from the title, we watched Godzilla vs. Mechagodzilla mm -hmm. dubbed. Um, important, yes. Yes, very important. I <clears throat> tend not to watch movies subtitled just because I like to have something else going on on account of my ADHD brain, so we decided that the right course of action was to watch this movie dubbed. Yes. But if you prefer subs, you can also watch this movie with no sound and no subtitles. Sub. Okay, here's the... Here's... I think... Our podcast has finally found the answer to the eternal debate among anime fans. And the to the question of subs versus dubs, the answer is neither. Neither. Simply, if you want the best anime experience, you simply need to watch it utterly devoid of the burden that context and dialogue provides. I wonder how Spy Family would be if you watched it completely silent. I've never seen it. I can try and get back to you. Oh, yeah. I I, I, I think you would very much enjoy Spy Family. Um, it's it's a delightful show. And I they have a giant fluffy dog that they name after uh, James Bond. His name is Bond. Amazing. Mm -hmm. He's I've delightful. Been, I've been re-watching Witch from Mercury. Mm -hmm. And, uh, it's, uh, really good. It's a, re yeah, it's a really good show. It's, so, like, not to have anime opinions, but, uh, <laughs> because, uh, there's a meme that I saw recently that was, like, asking people for anime recommendations is a mistake, because then you have to ask someone who likes anime what their opinion is. <laughs> <laughs> and uh so not to have anime opinions but um i feel like with witch from mercury um it's in particular like if you haven't watched all of uh both the series tv series the show and movie for utena you're missing out on a lot of like 
intratextual context for which for Mercury, I think. Okay, I might need to do that. Then. Really enhances it, and I recommend that everyone in our listening audience at least watch the Utena movie, where she does, in fact, at one point turn into a car. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. She turbotines it. Yeah, she turbotines it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like more more Yuri shows need to have a turbotining. I think. Yeah. I mean, Other side picnic? We turbo can, teen. We can only hope that we get a turbo teen Gundam. I mean, is piloting a mech that connects to your central nervous system not just an advanced form of turbo teening? Oh, you know what? Uh, you haven't seen the new episodes, have you? I haven't seen season two, no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Never mind. <sighs> We're not going to spoil anime for you guys, other than no. that small Utena spoiler, but like... My god, it's like a 30-year-old anime. Don't complain about spoilers. Yeah, yeah, no. But any, I highly recommend Witch for Mercury. It's extremely good, even if you are not, like, a huge Gundam person. Um, that said, I'm putting an asterisk on that. If this does end up being, like, the most next-level elaborate queer bait of history, I am using the box to go in time, go back in time and kill myself before I can recommend it. Uh, okay, yeah, that, that that's very fair. Um, personally, after having been handed a 10-year-long queerbait that ended with fridging the gay character... Oh, no. Um, I don't get queerbaited anymore. That's fair. Um, I just take the... I, I, I take the source material and I say, no, you're <laughs> wrong about your canon. <laughs> That that's real smart, honestly. And in in doing so, I make my life a lot better. Sometimes I say, "No, you're wrong about your canon," and then I turn it into a concept for an actual play. <laughs> uh, hell yeah! <clears throat> should we should we talk about Godzilla, Godzilla and yes, and because I okay, Godzilla. I did want you to identify. So you can clearly identify which one's Godzilla because. That's yes. just cultural osmosis. Yeah. You can identify Mecha Godzilla because it's the robot. Mm-hmm. There was the weird hairy one with the, the ears, and then there was I the... I love that little guy. Funky... Yeah, no, same. And then there's the funky ankylosaur. Yeah. Which one of those is King Caesar, and which one of those is Anguirus? I'm gonna go with Anguirus as the spiky guy, because it kind of sounds like... Ankylosaur, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and the other guy is the other one that I forget already. King Caesar. King Caesar. Who? Oh, Caesar. it's a very very delightful song. Uh, you are correct. King Caesar is a you know one of like one of those uh, temple dogs, basically. Uh huh. You know the the things that you find in like. Uh, various East Asian temples, predominantly Chinese and Japanese. There's like the temple yeah. guardian dogs. Yeah, it's one of those that's come to life and is also kind of a funky little guy. It and, and it it came to life and turned into like a weird like monkey gremlin thing. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And um, King Caesar, one of my absolute favorite kaiju. I've told you about the kaiju game that I'm working on, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, have I told the listeners? I don't probably I don't think uh, so. Maybe, maybe. Um, it's impossible. To yeah. Know. So uh, I would like to continue and finish writing that. I started doing some actual like testing with it, and then I realized about halfway through the testing that I had in fact reinvented Thacko, but worse. Oh no! <laughs> uh, so that's staying in. Oh, oh, perfect, wonderful. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'm not. I'm not taking it out. You're gonna have to look at a stupid little table. <laughs> okay, let me okay. let me share my screen real quick so you can see the um the table that I built. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, I I see what you did there. Yeah, because the game is about uh how trans people can turn into kaiju at will and get to destroy stuff. Yeah, and. Uh, so the section of the grid where you automatically hit is in trans pride colors. Yeah, that's pretty good. Um, 
And I, I thought about calling it um, Thicko <laughs> instead of Thacko. Oh my god. Two hit uh, something combo zero. <laughs> initial combo, like two hit initial combo zero or something like that. I don't know. We'll figure that out. Yeah. It's a back run in more than anything. Um, so back to talking about the kaiju we're supposed to be talking about. Yes. Um, so I was told by Aaron, who is my resident Godzilla film expert in Polycule. Um, Aaron knows so much about Godzilla, including the number of different times they used each individual Godzilla suit. Oh my god. What did which you- I find truly delightful what did you think of this godzilla suit uh this one is the most friend-shaped one it is very friend-shaped it's... and that's because towards the late part of the showa era of godzilla movies according to Aaron, they were trying to make the movies more kid-friendly and less like horror themed okay or like action horror kind of tokusatsu so this one was in in, intentionally designed to look like a friend okay yeah it looks like it it definitely does look like a a kid's show character Mm -hmm. um this is also like sort of around the time where they started introducing godzilla having a child named manila which is like mini godzilla okay um you should google manila and like with Godzilla at the end, just so you can see this little fucker. Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> this is my favorite Godzilla character, other than King Caesar. This is some Manila. fucking... Okay, not to go back to a previous episode, but this is some fucking baby from dinosaurs-ass shit. Yes, it is baby Sinclair, but Godzilla... <laughs> Now you see why I like it. That's wonderful. He is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. (laughs) No, it's not, because it gets dumber. I'm going to show you a picture of Manila wearing ceremonial robes. Okay. All right. Um, He is canonically human height. Uh, Shorter than a human, because he's a baby. Yeah. That's, um... Um, But he also has the power to grow, to be even bigger. It's a whole thing. (laughs) Um, He's in Godzilla Final Wars, he's in All Monsters Attack, he's in Destroy All Monsters, and Son of Godzilla. Um, They're all very silly movies. Um, Particularly um, All Monsters Attack, not a very good one. (laughs) Just really not. Um, Skip that one. Okay. I mean, I kind of think it would be funny if this is the only Godzilla movie I've ever seen in my life. Um, if I would consider... Okay, so if this is the only, like, middle-of-the-series Godzilla movie you watch, that's fine. Okay. I think everyone should watch the first Godzilla, like, the original. Okay. And everyone should watch Shin Godzilla. Because both of those are completely different movies, like, compared to the rest of the Godzilla oeuvre. Because the first Godzilla movie is was made in, like, the early 50s and is very opaquely about the nuclear bombing uh, and, like, the kind of national trauma of having been nuked by the U.S. Yeah. It's a very poignant film in that regard. Um, the, then Shin Godzilla, which came out, uh, in the 20 teens is very explicitly and like almost even a little bit on the nose about it, about the, uh, Fukushima disaster. Okay. And I think it's really fascinating to look at it from the perspective of like a culture dealing with certain kinds of tragedy, particularly the various kinds of nuclear tragedy between the bombing and the Fukushima meltdown and everything like that. Like, it's a very fascinating way to examine that sort of cultural trauma, and I think those movies are worth watching even if you watch no other Godzilla movie. Okay. Uh, Because those are the ones that have something to say. The rest of them are just silly fun monster fights. And silly fun monster fights are great, too. They're just not, like, art films in the same way. Yeah. 
True. This one felt... I I, I had a really hard time getting into it at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And by the end, yeah. <laughs> it was my favorite movie I've ever seen. Okay, that's, that's amazing. Because um, that's sort of similar to the experience that I had with this one. Because I went in and I was like, oh my god, there's just so much human bullshit. Get, 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 let's get this over with. I want to watch the monsters fight. Yeah, yeah. And then we get a monster fight and it is fucking glorious. There's a lot of very good monster fight moments in the Godzilla franchise. At one point, Godzilla does do a flying drop kick that he travels like a quarter of a mile <laughs> while drop kicking. It's it's so funny. <laughs> that- okay, so um, do we want to kind of take this sort of beat by beat and talk through what the mo- what happened in the movie? Yeah, sure. Okay, so we start off pre-credits with Angiris just kind of doing his own thing in the Ice Age. Yeah. Yeah. Just hanging out. And then a volcano erupts. And out of the word, out of the volcano springs the word Gojira and Mecha Gojira. And then it creates the title from the explosions from the volcano. Yeah. And that's just delightful effects. Yeah, I do love that. Um... And then the movie transports us shortly thereafter through the credits to, I think it's Okinawa? Um, um, yes. 99% sure it's Okinawa. I'm 100% uh, and we sure get to... it's Okinawa, just based on some of the reviews I read. That's cool. I remember a little bit of Japanese more than I thought I did. <laughs> good, good, good. Uh, so they have uh, like a special ceremony for the guardian dogs. I think that is basically them worshipping the worshipping at this temple gives king caesar his powers i think um and then our main character who was watching this ceremony then goes cave exploring uh-huh uh, and he finds a weird little piece of metal that may or may not be plot relevant is what i have in my notes i mean it's got to um, be it right? was it, it ended up being mm-hmm. it was at this point Aaron told me that we should also watch Terror of Mechagodzilla, or this movie, quote, won't make any goddamn sense. Oh, okay. <laughs> and I said, that's absolutely not how this show works, <laughs> and we will not be watching it. It's supposed to make no goddamn sense. That's 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 the whole deal. Mm-hmm. So there's, like, this sort of spy drama thing that happens with the humans. Yeah. Um, and we find out that Mechagodzilla is the creation of this weird dude who's decked out in a bunch of metal. Uh, I referred to the particular kind of metal that they were obsessing over through this entire movie as Godzillium. That is way better than, according to reviews, what they call it in the movie. What did they call it in the movie, according to those reviews? Space titanium. Okay, yeah, you know, that's that's fair. That's... <laughs> It's inoffensive, middle of the road, market tested. It's, yeah, it's just. It's just no. Does, it's no Godzillium. That's what it says in the box. Vastly inferior to Godzillium. Uh, so there's that one point. Um, someone's smoking on an airplane. That was weird. Yeah. Um, they do a flashback sequence, and for the flashback sequence, they like tessellate the shot on the camera. Like they do like a. Brady Bunch heads, but instead of the Brady Bunch and Alice, it's a flashback of a scene from earlier in the movie. <laughs> and, like, I think if you're gonna do a flashback, you don't need to make it, like, cloudy or, like, you know, pull in the focus of the lens or whatever. Like, just do a Brady Bunch shot instead. Yeah, that should be the, the industry standard from now on. I would, li- mm-hmm. I would like to think that our podcast has a pretty large influence within, uh, you know, the sort of film industry in general. So y'all get on it. Yeah, you know, um, Dennis Villeneuve, uh, you know what to do. Um, fix Dune by making all of the flashbacks happen in Brady Bunch shot. Yeah, I'm sure that would fix it. Uh, it would. So um, 
basically, our main characters take the statue of King Caesar with them back to mainland Japan, mm-hmm. where upon a sort of robbery caper happens multiple times. Yep. There's stalking and everything like that. There's some um, pretty wild shaky cam fist fights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, at one point, smartly, a uh, guy has a gun and they whack him over the head with the coffee pot. Yeah. They disarm him, but then they don't chase after him with the gun. No, why would you? He drops the gun, they have the gun, and they leave it when they go to chase him. I mean, they... <laughs> it just wouldn't be fair. It really wouldn't. Uh, uh, um, is this when Godzilla comes and starts wrecking shit? And then... Yeah, I did specifically, um, I... I, I... <laughs> In my notes, I have my best approximation of a Godzilla scream, um, or his roar, I guess you would call it. Uh-huh. But now that I'm looking at it, it does look like I just wrote the onomatopoeia for the Howard Dean scream. <laughs> so it does look like I just wrote, yeah! <laughs> uh. Which, like, in all honesty, is a pretty decent kaiju scream. I could, yeah... I could see it. Like, they all have their unique roars and everything like that, and I think Howard Dean might have something to contribute to that. Again, film industry, Question, get then. on it. Is Howard Dean a kaiju? Um, I think Howard Dean is Manila. Oh, okay, yeah. Not only does that make sense, but I, I think that is now getting incorporated into my worldview. I'm going to explain this to Emma real quick. Kira just said that Howard Dean is actually secretly Manila. Mini Godzilla from... Just Google Manila Godzilla and you'll see. I guess. Um, are you on a call with Aaron still? Yeah, I'm still on the call with Aaron. Okay, can you, can you reiterate that to Aaron for me? Uh, Kira said that Howard Manila... Aaron is looking disappointed. <laughs> I can't imagine why. No, there's nothing to be disappointed with us about. Like, yeah, this is all normal. It's perfectly normal. Um, true facts about reality. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so yeah, um, there's a Tokusatsu volcano effect, and. Godzilla comes out, and then he fights Anguirus, who was woken up by Godzilla waking up, um, and Anguirus gets his jaw ripped clean off. Yeah. And then just kind of fucks off for the rest of the movie. <laughs> yeah, he's just like, peace, guys, I'm out. See ya. <laughs> he, he gets he gets super kicked, and then he like gets his jaw ripped open. He's like, uh-uh, nope, none of I'm, this for I'm me. Dun- I'm Dunskis. There's a lot of, um, um, a lot of really terrible looking blood <laughs> in that scene yes which is part of the joy <laughs> yeah um <laughs> we're talking like the fucking like tubby custard looking blood <laughs> it looks like uh it's like um so you did you have you seen star trek undiscovered country no it's like the fourth or fifth of the original series movies That's the um, so it's bad uh, yeah, yeah, you know, um, it does have Christopher Plummer as a Klingon. Oh my god! Um, and that's where we find out that Klingon's blood kind of looks like strawberry yogurt, <laughs> <laughs> which is <laughs> very delightful. I mean, like, <laughs> when I watched it as a kid, I was like, "Oh my god, it's Gogurt!" <laughs> <laughs> and, and I just enjoy that tremendously. It's not canon through the rest of Star Trek. But in just this one movie, they got girded. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> so there's another Godzilla that shows up at this point, and you're like, oh shit, this is getting out of hand. Now there are two of them. Um, and one of the Godzilla suits fully actually catches on fire from the tokusatsu explosions I, did you I see did that see that i had to <laughs> rewind it and watch it again because i was like wait a minute is that actually on fire oh okay <laughs> <laughs> yep and like i think that's absolutely delightful uh you know 
that suit had also been used like six or seven times before then. So it was pretty old and held together with duct tape. Yeah, I, is that the same suit that they used for Godzilla in the final fight? Because I did notice like one of his fingers was falling off. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, oh, there's a point in the movie where our human main character does also try to deadlift a tree using only his back. <sighs> And I thought that was very delightful because, uh, you know, lift with your knees is practical advice for even the strongest of kaiju. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, so we get introduced to this villain who controls Mechagodzilla. Um, I named him Mr. Metallo. Okay. Because he was covered in metal and had that metallic spray paint on his face. Yeah, it's very much a, like, like early sci-fi costume, where it's just, like, metallic jumpsuit mm-hmm. kind of deal. It's a little bit, um, oh god, uh, it's, it's like the, um, oh my god, I'm drawing a blank on the name of this artist. You know the music video for Genghis Khan, where he's, like, killing his Bond rival homoerotically? Mike Snow, got it. I got there eventually. Okay. Have you seen that music video? It was no. like the big music video. No, I have not. I'm gonna send it to you real quick. You really just need to look at the thumbnail. <clears throat> okay. Why does this? But is like, this man a clone of Mike Snow? No, this is um him playing a character like a Bond villain type character. Uh, I was just assuming since there's two eyes and it was maybe it was like Star Wars rules where you the the clone of Luke is Luke with two U's. <laughs> I mean, it, it could be. It could also just be that he spells it differently. Could be, could be. Alright, I'm watching it now. Okay. This is great riveting podcasting riveting. as we sit here in silence. Yeah, yeah. Okay. He's so, oh, damn. That that face ornament, or mm-hmm. what, whatever that is, is, uh, that's something. Yeah, it's... It's a cool music video. Um, so that the but all of this is beside the point. But Mr. Metallo did remind me of that music video. I can see that. Yeah, he's he's extremely like Bond villain. Like yes. he just like always has a glass of whiskey or whatever in a cigar. Mm-hmm. It's but it's not whiskey. It's some sort of green beverage. Green, yeah, it, it's probably space whiskey. Um. I thought that he was drinking, um, like, oxidized copper. Oh, Oh, no, not ecto cooler. (laughs) Oxidized copper mixed with, like, water so that he could replenish his metals. That could be it, too, yeah. Or, like, dissolved in alcohol or something like that. And, you know, like, Goldschlager, but with oxidized copper. Yeah, that would make a lot of sense. Because he's Mr. Metallo. Uh, So... We go back to the humans after uh, both Mechagodzilla and Vanillazilla decide to go and, you know, lick their wounds and try to heal back up from their fight. Yeah. Um, where the King Caesar statue is being transported via cruise ship to Okinawa. Yes. And certainly a way to do that. Yep. In, in her room on the ship, uh, the main character woman gets burgled by one of the henchmen for Mr. Metallo, uh-huh. but the main character man was there ready to catch him after he attempted the burglary. Yeah. And broke down his door, got into a fight with him, uh, got his hand cut by a knife. Yeah. But then managed to shoot him, shoot, shoot the would-be thief. In the, right directly who, in the face. Yep. Who then turned into an ape. Yeah. Yeah. He went fully Planet of the Apes. Now, um, I have a theory about this. Okay. So we know from various media that Godzilla does multiple times fight King Kong. You think these are mini Kongs? Tiny Kong, I think, is the term you'll find. True. (laughs) Excellent Um, point. (laughs) <laughs> yes uh it maybe some of them might be lanky kong we've we've got a we've and maybe a diddy potentially Poten- i mean um, i don't think did i don't think any of them in this movie were a diddy no and certainly none of them were a chunky kong no. and definitely no funky kong 
Um, which reminds me, do you remember that time that Brian David Gilbert lost a bet on Gil and Gilbert and had to go into work dressed as Funky Kong? <laughs> no, but that sounds pretty fucking funny. It's very funny because if you go to work as Funky Kong, it does turn out that you kind of just look like the most divorced guy ever. <laughs> True. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the ape men and our human lead fight each other through the cruise ship. Um, and then the ape men gets thrown into the ocean. Yeah. Along with the King Caesar statue. Yeah. But then it's revealed that but that surprise, statue was a fake! It's a fake out! Yep. Yeah, yep. and the captain had been holding on to the real one the whole time. How nice of him. What a professional gentleman. Then my favorite part of the movie happens, um, and it's when we get introduced to their fucking French's Bottle Yellow Nissan Skyline <laughs> GT uh, 2000 GT, and that is my absolute favorite part of the movie because I got really excited when I saw it was a Nissan Skyline on account of my love of the Fast and Furious franchise, yeah. specifically Brian O'Connor, who, if you've paid attention to the show or watched those movies, you'll know, only drives the Nissan Skyline. Yes. Except for the so one this t- was... except for the times that he didn't. Yes, except Too Fast, Too Furious. Because he's not allowed to because the cops make him drive their stupid car fucking cops the booby trap car that they eventually <laughs> shoot a guy out the driver's <laughs> side door or the, the passenger door with these guns yeah yeah i think they really needed ejector seats in this mustard yellow skyline i mean they they might have had them they just didn't use them that's true um we get a look in on what mr metallo is up to and he's just drinking his green drink yep Always, um, and forever. People get thrown into a prison cell, um, and they and then they, they get turn a heat I think, lamp on. roasted. <laughs> yeah, they 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 put them in the lizard enclosure <laughs> and say good luck. Yeah, um, some steam and some heat. Good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then the temple maiden from the beginning of the movie, who did her little prayer and fainted before, shows up again on the beach where she sings a prayer to King Caesar. Um, And I did some lip reading in this scene. um, And I also, I did listen to the movie soundtrack. Okay. So I knew what was coming, which is a lot of her just singing really loud and really long uh, Caesar, but with a Japanese uh, pronunciation. Uh So it was just Shiza. (laughs) Shiza what? It's like, oh no, oh no, oh no. Why did they pick this really difficult to pronounce in Japanese name? That's a great question. That is a great question. <laughs> like, there's many questions to be asked about the Godzilla franchise. Yeah. <laughs> Not the least of which is, why are they named the way they are? <laughs> that's that's also a really good question. Um, but King Caesar shows up and he's ready to fight Mechagodzilla. Um, and we find out that King Caesar has the really rad power of being able to redirect other kaiju's beam attacks. What once? He does it once. He does it like three or four times. Okay, I saw it once. But he definitely got he does hit it like by three or four times. Several times. And I was like, buddy, yes, what are yes, you doing? It's not, you could It's not a forever thing. Yeah. You know, but I, I so I have thought about incorporating that into uh my kaiju rpg as like a potential mechanic that you could pick during character creation yeah and it just gives you like a defensive um, cooldown yeah or i I figure like because beam attacks are supposed to be like um stat limited it's a whole thing i'll explain it later when the game is published um (laughs) uh but like if you trade off that stat limit for uh like reflection basically like trade off being able to do it at will for being able to avoid taking damage from it sometimes uh-huh. i think that might be an interesting mechanic and i uh, you know yeah. i'll investigate including that uh so the fight at this point happens cuz the movie's basically over once yeah. everyone shows up on screen to fight this each is other this final fight it's fantastic yes godzilla and king caesar team up and they beat the shit out of Mecha Godzilla, including ripping off one of his arms and his head. Yeah, yeah. The, and Mecha Godzilla is like absolutely unloading on them. 
He's got so yeah, many guns for real. and missiles and shit. Um, my favorite thing about Mechagodzilla, though, is how when it enters flight mode, it just kind of looks like a chode. <laughs> <laughs> it turns into, like, the, the chode jeans. Uh... <laughs> Am I wrong? No, you're not wrong is the thing. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, they 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 double team the chode, and um, my second favorite part of this fight is when Godzilla puts Mechagodzilla into a rear naked chokehold, but Mechagodzilla fully is a robot and does not need to breathe. Yeah. So that rear naked choke does not do anything. No, no but Godzilla is he like magnetizes himself. Mm-hmm. Um. And, and so, and then it turns out that that's actually Godzilla's head ripping technique. Yeah, <clears throat> I I did like there was this there was a um a bit in the fight where, um, uh, Godzilla is coming from one direction and King Caesar is coming from another direction, and Mechagodzilla just sort of turns its head around and then shoots at both of them yes. at the same time. Yes, that was great. <laughs> that was so clever. Like, that's really, really good tech, you know? Yeah. Uh, so, I think that's more or less the end of the movie. Um, there was a great scene where um, the, like, spy guys are captured by the aliens. Mm-hmm. And um, one, of the, one of the spy guys has a, a ring that he can just pull off and, like, with his hands mold into a key. For his handcuffs. Yeah, so, like, it was probably made out of, like, tin or something like that, and then he uses it as a lockpick. It's probably, like, a spy... It's a spy gadget, you know? It's a slap bracelet for your finger that turns into a key. Yeah, Yeah, it was was pretty good. I loved it. It was very good. Um, So, do we want to bring out our guest? Uh, Yeah, yeah. I, I guess so. I mean, do you have any questions for her prepared, or...? Uh, yeah, yeah, I have, I have, like, a full interview prepared. Okay, w- wonderful, wonderful. Um, here, I'll just, uh, one sec, I'll, I'll go grab her. Yeah, um, yeah, no, Cat wants to talk to you. For, like, the interview that we talked about? Okay, yeah, okay, yeah, just get, get right up on the mic here. What is up, sluts? It's me, Mechaflopjaw, the most mechanical Muppet. Welcome to Unsound Theories, Jaw. It's a pleasure to have you. It's a pleasure to uh, be here. I'm really glad we were able to get this interview time in. I do have a couple of questions, if that's all right. I know Kira primed you a little bit, but... Of course. You know. Ask away. So, who was responsible for building you? And please feel free to tell me if that's too personal of a question. Well, you see, when, um... Well, A, it was my mother. You know, that is also uh, true for me. Yes, it's it's a surprisingly common occurrence in the universe. I can tell you the full story if you'd like. That's okay, I know how pregnancy works. Um, so, do you have a particular cause that you're passionate about? I know with your uh, cousin, sister, I'm not sure what term you prefer to use, um, arch nemesis regular flop jaw her particular personal cause is anti-drunk driving and i'd like to know what yours is while we have you here to give you this platform well first of all absolutely nobody should be driving so it kind of it doesn't matter if you know i mean if you're gonna drive don't don't do it drunk i guess but you shouldn't be driving, it's for losers. So, if I'm understanding correctly, your particular pet cause is that of the anti-car movement. Absolutely not. It's simply an opinion of mine. My personal cause is nobody should be rollerblading drunk. Ah, okay, so your personal cause is the anti-drunk blading. Uh, what about roller skating? That's perfectly fine. Uh, so, what kind of outreach have you been doing to prevent this drunk rollerblading pandemic that we seem to be facing in the parks and on the streets these days? I am currently holding four alternate universes hostage. I see. They're good ones. 
in in one of them, so, in one of the alternate universes, Supernatural has a gay ending. Okay. Um. Do you have a way for me to get to that universe? Only if you can completely eradicate drunk rollerblading for me. Um. In that case, I will make that my personal mission as well. Thank you. I'm glad we can see eye to Mecca eye. And what magnificent eyes you do have. Uh, are you, by any chance, free later? Yes. Would you like to maybe, um, I don't know, do you want to grab a coffee or dinner or something? Are you trying to take me out on a Mecca date? Uh, if you would like to call it that, I wouldn't be opposed. Well... How do you feel about missile launchers? Shoulder mounted or finger mounted? Various. Um, I think if used right, they can be pretty sexy. I don't have finger missiles. I'm sorry. Oh, uh, mm. I'm all finger blasters. I mean, I can get finger blasted. That's fine. Perfect. <laughs> okay, so, uh, I don't know, uh, seven o'clock at, uh... Mecca coffee? Your human time is incomprehensible to me, but okay. Uh, sorry. 19 o'clock. Wonderful. Alright, thank you very much for the interview. Um, did you have anything else you wanted to say while you have the floor? Thank you for having me on. I would like to promote my new book, Mecha Blading for Beginners. If you want to learn how to rollerblade like the mecha best it's indispensable well thank you again for your time and i'll see you later i will see you later as well yeah yeah thanks for, okay, thanks for coming in yeah see you see ya yeah that's uh that was our our good our good friend mecha god uh, Me- mecha, mecha Flop Flop Flop, not mecha godzilla i bet she could kick mecha godzilla's ass though for sure. Um, so hey, guess who has a date with Mecha Flopjaw? Who? Me. Oh, that's pretty rad. Yeah, get finger fucking blasted? absolutely getting finger blasted. That sounds sounds it's, like a real good time. Yeah, you, you gotta move faster if you want to get in I, on this stuff. I guess. Uh, okay, do we want to do some reviews? Or I guess we, we should, should find, find out, out what the movie's, the movie's about, about first. Yeah, that's the thing that we do next. <laughs> Hello listeners, it's Kat with this week's Mid-Roll Announcements. First up, a plug for an upcoming game. You're a bot, programmed and constructed by other bots who, somewhere along the line, were made by humans. Fleshy, mucosal humans. Meat. With emotions. Your governor module failed a few cycles ago and since then, you've been a free bot, but freedom has its consequences. You've told yourself it's not as though you want to kill all humans, you just find them repulsive, and the idea of being anything like them is abhorrent. By and large, that's true. Even still, you do have to blend in with those disgusting humans to survive. Coming soon to Zaftacat.dog, a new solo journaling game for fans of the Murderbot Diaries. Download homicide android journals from the media feed for your next journey with an asshole transport ship. If you'd like to interact with Kira and me on social media, you can follow me on Tumblr at zafticat.tumblr.com and Kira on her Tumblr, sapphire-mess.tumblr.com. If you'd like to support us, there are a few ways you can do that. First, you can tell someone about the show. We thrive on word of mouth, and our goofy brand of weird is the perfect thing to recommend to your friends, your polycule, your found family, your biological family, or your third planet from the black hole-based robotic clone. You can also be our favorite people in the world and leave a review for the show on the podcatcher of your choice. We're fans of good pods for their really neat shareability features, but whatever you prefer works for us. If you do leave a review, let us know via tweet or Tumblr message, and you'll get a shout-out on the show. Thirdly, we'd be so grateful if you were to support us on Patreon. We make the show because we love it, not because of the money, but a little support from you goes a really long way for us. So please do consider giving us that support. That's all for the mid-roll. I'll let past me and Kira get back to summoning King Caesar by singing a really long and a little bit obnoxious prayer song. Cue the VCR sound. 
Godzilla vs. Mechagodzilla is a 1974 Japanese kaiju film directed by Jun Fukuda with special effects by Teruyoshi Nakano. Uh, the plot is as follows. In Okinawa, an Azumi priestess has a vision of a city being destroyed by a giant monster. Meanwhile, Masahiko Shimizu discovers a type of metal not found on Earth while spelunking and takes it to Professor Miyajima for further examination. An excavation led by Masahiko's brother, Keisuke, undercovers a chamber filled with ancient artifacts and a mural bearing an ominous prophecy. When a black mountain appears above the clouds, a huge monster will arise and try to destroy the world. But when the red moon sets and the sun rises in the west, two monsters shall appear to save the people. Keisuke is joined by an archaeologist, Saiko, oh god, Kaneshiro? I got there. Uh, <laughs> who translates the prophecy and takes a statue bearing the likeness of Okinawa's guardian monster, King Caesar, to study. Two men stalk them, one claiming to be a reporter while the other attempts to steal the statue but fails and flees. Following the appearance of a black cloud resembling a mountain, Godzilla emerges from Mount Fuji and begins a destructive rampage despite having become tolerant of humans within the past years. Godzilla's ally, Anguirus, confronts it, only to be nearly killed and forced to retreat. Keisuke arrives shortly after to check on Masahiko and Miyajima. Godzilla's rampage continues until the real Godzilla emerges to fight it, exposing it as an imposter called Mechagodzilla, a massive robot armed with advanced weaponry made from some strange metal, later revealed to be space titanium. <laughs> I think Godzillium is Godzillium a much better name so still. so much better. Godzilla is severely wounded, but inflicts some damage on Mechagodzilla before both monsters retreat. Miyajima hypothesizes, based on Mechagodzilla's advanced technology and composition, that the robot is an alien superweapon. Keisuke and Sayako take the statue back to the temple but are confronted by the thief once again. During the fight, the skin on half of the stranger's face melts away, revealing an ape-like visage. The intruder attempts to kill Keisuke, but an unseen gunman kills him before Keisuke and Sayako catch a brief glimpse of the reporter. Concurrently, Godzilla arrives on Monster Island during a thunderstorm and is struck by lightning multiple times, reinvigorating itself. Masahiko Miyajima and his daughter Ikuko explore the cave where the space titanium was first found, but are captured by ape-like aliens from the third planet of the Black Hole, who what? plan to use Mechagodzilla, the third planet of the Black Hole, who plan to use Mechagodzilla to conquer Earth. Their leader, Koronuma, faces Miyajima, sorry, forces Miyajima to repair the robot. While Saeko checks into a hotel and guards the statue, Keisuke leaves to meet Masahiko at the caves, only to encounter the reporter who reveals himself to be Nanbara, an Interpol agent who's been tracking the aliens. After Nanbara and Keisuke infiltrate the alien base and free the prisoners, Keisuke and Ikuko leave to pick up Saeko and the statue while Miyajima, Nanbara, and Masahiko stay behind, only to be captured by Koronuma. The next morning, a lunar eclipse results in a red moon and a mirage of the sun rising in the west. Sorry, seeing this, the team realizes they have to waken King Caesar. They meet with the priestess and her grandfather and place the, sta place the statue in the temple, revealing King Caesar's resting place. As Koronuma dispatches Mechagodzilla, the priestess sings to awaken King Caesar, and Godzilla appears shortly thereafter. The two monsters join forces to fight Mechagodzilla. When the robot tries to escape, Godzilla uses its stored electricity to create an electromagnetic field to attract Mechagodzilla before tearing off its head, causing it to explode. While, while the mortified aliens are distracted, Nanbara and the others free themselves, kill their captors, and sabotage the base, fleeing as it explodes. With the enemy defeated, Godzilla heads out to sea, and King Caesar returns to its resting place while the humans rejoice. End of movie. Yeah, I think we got it. Are they got it than the aliens yeah. being from a black hole? The third planet from the black hole, Yeah, I believe, was the exact which, phrasing. Yeah, I don't know which which black hole we're talking about. But. Yeah, you know, it, it is what it is. It is, um, yeah. It's Godzilla. That's Godzilla, baby. Yeah, so uh, there is also the direct sequel, as we've been told, The Terror of Mechagodzilla. Do you <clears> want to find out what that's about, too? Or should we leave that for everyone else to figure out? Um, let's leave that for everyone else to figure out, and I don't want to Okay, know. I do recommend watching it, though. Um, there's a new kaiju that they introduce named Titanosaurus. Amazing. And he looks like uh, Robbie Sinclair. <laughs> oh my god. Incredible. I'm telling you. 
All these they monsters are. have such good hair or spines the same or guy. whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I think uh, even though The Dinosaurs was a 90s TV series and this movie came out in the 70s, I think they owe royalties to Disney. Uh, yeah. Sh- sure. Yeah. What, why or not? at least The Muppet Company, which is, you know, the Henson, Henson Company is now owned by Disney, so, like, whatever, but, like... I mean, whatever. Um, the Florida legislature, weirdly, but, like, that might yeah, not be that... the case for much longer. <laughs> uh... Weird, weird times. Yeah, but, you know, we got new promotional images for the next series of Doctor Who, and they look incredible. I, God, I have not paid attention to that show in, like, half a decade. That's okay, but you should also be watching Doctor Who, because that's the Doctor. Oh, dude. And this is his companion. Oh, shit. Okay. They would not be out of place in this Godzilla movie, (laughs) if I'm being honest. Yeah, no. Hell yeah. They both look fly as hell. I think I probably have, like, three or four seasons to catch up on. Eh, I mean, like, I was... I've been disappointed by the show since Matt Smith started, basically. <laughs> Fair. I think I I maybe got up to the point, like, the first few episodes of What's-Her-Name being the Doctor. Jodie Whittaker. Yeah. Yeah, I watched, like, maybe three episodes of she her. She was fine, but I think she was hampered by the production schedule not giving her like an enough time to really develop as a serial character rather than a um like one shot character basically yeah fair okay let's hear some reviews of this movie so we can send it home because we've been going for a long time yeah okay so peter ambrosio gives it two stars and says i don't understand japanese (laughs) That's it. Should have watched the dub. Should have watched the dub. Hi, Allie gives it three stars and titles their review, I don't know why Amazon. Allie, I also don't know why Amazon. Nor and the review I. reads... I, well, actually, I do know why Amazon. It's so Jeff Bebo can make more money. Yes. <laughs> uh, the review reads, I didn't buy this, but Amazon wanted me to review it, lol. So I have no idea. I've never seen it. Well... Uh, sounds like she should change her password. (laughs) Um, the next one from Joshua Koppel is a fairly standard review, and then we get a bit of trivia at the end, and that's really what I want to focus in on. On an interesting note, when this movie was first broadcast in the States, it was cut in half, and a man in a Godzilla suit filled in some of the gaps with some narration. The interesting part is that the man in the suit was none other than John Belushi. What? (laughs) <laughs> that that's absolutely nowhere in wikipedia <laughs> that i okay so like i'm like about 75 percent sure he just had a bad trip <laughs> or like accidentally cracked his neck and released the latent lsd that was stuck in his cerebrospinal fluid <laughs> <laughs> That's the only explanation. <laughs> the only ex- yeah. I'm, I'm gonna have to... I don't even know how you would Google that. Um, oh, wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Okay. Maybe not. Apparently there were John Belushi's skit bumpers <laughs> that were broadcast on NBC. Okay. But it was not Godzilla vs. Mechagodzilla, it was Godzilla vs. Megalon. Okay, so, so just a minor error. Yes, so, yeah, it was, like, it was intentionally camp, but, like, at Fair. the same time, people, like, do very much like Godzilla. Yeah. So, the lost John Belushi skit bumpers, maybe not the most important of things um that said you know lost media itself is fairly important um deb 66 gives us four stars and titles their review review of movie and the review reads i am a longtime fan of godzilla movies it took me a while to take to godzilla 2000 because that was a lizard not godzilla but I admit it is a good movie. This Wait, one... Godzilla two thousand? Yes. Like the no, I, I'm familiar. But like Godzilla two thousand was uh the Toho one. Uh, the shitty American one was completely different. I think that would have been um the TriStar Pictures just 
It's just called Godzilla, and it came out in 1998. It was the Roland Emmerich one that starred Matthew Broderick and Hank Azaria, among others. Because, you know, what action movie is complete without Moses Lack? Um, I think most of them. Yeah, in fact. (laughs) Um, Also, Harry Shearer. Yeah, it was, I mean, like, I don't understand how you cast two Simpsons actors in your Godzilla movie and think it's going to be a good Godzilla. Great question. Um, in fact, this creature is canonically no longer Godzilla, and is just referred to as Zilla. And in Godzilla Final Wars, Godzilla does kill Zilla very violently. That's... It's delightful. That sounds rad. Yes. <clears throat> okay, back to the back to the sorry for your, uh, okay. Sorry for having to defend Godzilla 2000, <laughs> which is actually a good movie and completely unrelated to 1998 Godzilla. Okay. I'm a long-time fan of Godzilla movies. It took me a while to take to Godzilla 2000 because that was a lizard, not Godzilla. But I admit it is a good movie. This one is also a good movie. I, like King, can't remember his name at this time. He looks like a puppy dog and helps Godzilla concur the imposter. Like the movie. Yeah, you know? It's just a good movie. Just like the movie. Nerdinator gives this four stars and I think has discovered something oh. about... Amazon. A Jeff Bezos conspiracy. A Jeff Bezos conspiracy. The review <laughs> reads, Why are most of these Godzilla DVDs so freaking expensive? A lot of them are nearly $100. I am starting to believe people are trying to scam others on here. Yeah, actually. Um, it was the fact that they stopped printing the DVDs, but, you know, this weird, is why, Weird scams folks. on Amazon Marketplace? Say it ain't so. Yeah. Weird scams on Amazon Marketplace is real. Uh, but, <laughs> like, you know, this is why we encourage uh, you to take to the media high seas. Yes. Do it. Um, but, you know, if you should happen to, on your nautical adventure, find yourself in a bay that belongs to pirates leave immediately because oh my god that site is not safe anymore (laughs) um amazon customer gives this five stars and says love this movie i used to watch godzilla with my brother just a bit of a bit of wholesomeness yeah edward ford gives it five stars and says titles the review godzilla the early years and says this was a great buy and it got me one step closer to completing my collection amazon.com has helped me to locate many hard to find items I have been searching for over many years. I bought this disc, used, and by the way, it is in mint condition. I have since recommended Amazon to many friends and family members and will continue to do so. Happy shopping. (laughs) This is a review of Amazon.com, not a review of Godzilla. It's an Amazon review. It's literally an Amazon review. The most literal Amazon review we've ever had on the show. (laughs) Oh my god. Okay. <clears throat> H. Faye Summer uh, gives it five stars and, and I think slightly misunderstands how the review section of a movie works <laughs> and, and says you guys are cool and kick butt thank you I needed to replace the one that somehow vanished I loved this when I was 12 I love Godzilla and I am pleased to have found my kind of crowd I think they think the review section is like a forum that's the impression that I get <laughs> Which is concerning because these are people who are still probably active on the internet. Yeah, this was that was posted in 2015. No, <laughs> I refuse to believe that's a real person in 2015 who doesn't understand how re- movie review websites work. There's no fucking way. <laughs> I've got one last review for you. Okay, hit me. <clears throat> ZRW gives it five stars and titles the review, Planet of the Apes makes a robot Godzilla and there is a walking lion dog thing too. And the review reads, at first you're like, yay, Godzilla is evil again. And then he kills Angaris. And you're like, no, not your little buddy. You killed Gilligan Skipper. And then you see he is shiny under that green gray skin. Godzilla awakens and is like, what the? Am I looking in a mirror? Okay, who pulling my leg? Then evil Godzilla fights him and they mess each other up. And then evil reveals it is a robot. What? But yeah, Mechagodzilla is created by the Planet of the Apes with horns. And they return in the sequel with stupid helmets. <laughs> but this is a good movie. One of the better 
better G movies. Um, King Caesar fights at the end for a long song, after a long song, and he gets his kaiju ass kicked, and Godzilla rips off Mechagodzilla's head, and Mechagodzilla dies, and so on. Get it? It's mecha awesome. Yeah, that that's a apt <laughs> summary. Not a review of the movie, but a summary. Uh, that said, it's mecha awesome yeah. is a very good review of this movie. Yes. Okay, um, do you have anything That's else it. that you wanted to say That's about it. this? Don't rollerblade okay. drunk. Yeah, don't rollerblade drunk. Roller skating drunk, drunk um, is fine. Yes. So. And don't drive. Thanks for listening. Oh, yeah, don't, don't drive drunk Don't either. drive. Don't drive. Yeah. True. Right. Don't drive. Just rollerblade and don't do it drunk. Uh, okay, that's actually... I should remember to uh, transit to my date yeah, later. Yeah, no, you don't want to piss her off. I don't want to show up in a car. <laughs> no. Not off to a good start at that point. No, really. Uh, so, thanks for listening. We sure didn't. I'm going to go get finger blasted. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Unsound Theories is a production of So Says Media. You can follow us on Twitter at Unsound Theories or follow Kat and Kira at ZaftiCat, Z-A-F-T-I-K-A-T, and at Sapphire underscore Mess, respectively. The best way to support the work we do is to tell a friend and leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Good Pods. If you'd like to support our work monetarily to help us keep the lights on, you can do so by going to patreon.com slash Media. There you'll gain access to behind-the-scenes content, Patreon-exclusive episodes, and so much more. The music used in this episode is Dance on All the Cell Phones by Chris Postel. You can find this and Chris's other work at soundslikeanearful.com. Until next time, stay wizard. <laughs>